0: What's up everyone? This is Clark and Bobby Jean. Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast.
1: Thanks for listening. Let's get started.
0: Hey everyone, today we are looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Uh, Believe it or not, there are multiple letters written to the church in Corinth. One of them was lost. If you read 2 Corinthians 2, you could tell that Paul had an up and down relationship with this church and we're going to break it down today. Yeah. And so my, my, Bobby and I were talking about it and we actually had different scriptures stick out to us. And so I'm going to talk about forgiveness.
1: And I'm going to talk about what it means to be the aroma of Christ.
0: All right. So dive in with me. Second Corinthians two verses 10 through 11. Some interesting scripture. It says, anyone you forgive, I also forgive. And what I have forgiven If there was anything to forgive, I forgive in the sight of Christ for your sake, in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. And so the part of being outwitted by Satan really stuck out to me. And you look throughout Scripture, and there's tons of names for him. He's the accuser, it's as if he was the judge of the heavenly court or a lawyer. Um, And he's a deceiver, he's sneaky, Mm -hmm. and so he's always got some schemes. and, and we all battle forgiveness and unforgiveness. I'm uh, thinking about that on a daily basis. That's uh, an important spiritual discipline that we have to put into practice. Right. And if we're honest with ourselves though, sometimes there, there's gratification and unforgiveness and not, ex- and, and not extending forgiveness to mm. someone who wronged you. It's like, we're getting back at them because they said or did something to us.
1: Right. But we know that that's not actually the truth because we, we think in our brains that we have some kind of power or something like, oh, I'm not, I'm going to hold on to this. But really by holding on to um, unforgiveness, we're actually the ones that are hurting ourselves. Yeah. Um, I'm sure maybe you've heard the analogy before that um, harboring unforgiveness is the same as drinking poison and expecting the other person to get affected by it. But really, we're we're just hurting ourselves when we drink the poison, and um, and it's interesting that the outwitted by Satan because unforgiveness isn't just the superficial level kind of issue. Um, unforgiveness actually totally um, hardens our heart, and we. We can't experience God like we should. Unforgiveness um, causes this blockade between our relationship and and our conversations and how we are affected by God and then how we actually come to Him as well. It just causes this complete cutoff
0: from the goodness of God. And, And the Bible talks about forgiveness in many different passages, many different times, many different speakers. One of them that sticks out to me comes from Matthew 6, 15. And Jesus essentially says, if you forgive others, you'll be forgiven. Mm -hmm. If you don't forgive others, you're not going to be forgiven. And that's this crazy reality check. That's like, well, wait a second, God, you're kind and you're loving. You should forgive me. But God also expects us to receive forgiveness, but also to pass it off. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we hit quarantine season, we're going through a really interesting season in our prayer ministry at Emmanuel. He had a lot of uh, demonized people needing deliverance and, and requesting prayer for severe oppression and demonization. So I was working with the Catholic Church. I was talking to a number of priests, exorcists, other people that performed deliverance, and asking them like their methods, how do you approach this? Biblically, where do you stand? And I was talking to one in particular man who was very helpful. He talked about this five-fold process, trying to bring freedom to individuals' hearts and lives. And he talks about how the first steps were repentance— and then he threw in forgiveness and then renouncing and then walking in the authority God gave you is the fourth one. And the fifth one is is blessing, replacing the the mm. crap that was kicked out with the, the fruit of the Spirit, essentially. And I had to say, hold on a second. So we have to forgive other people or receive forgiveness? What are you getting at? And he says, the person who is doing the the, pray, the praying and also the person receiving the prayer— have to go through forgiveness and see who do they need to extend forgiveness because if they don't do that, it talks about how Satan gets a foothold and he essentially um, uh, gets a grip and has a there's control there's control in our life even for Christians we can flesh this out in another uh, podcast sometime yeah. but he says forgiveness is a crucial key to um, experiencing freedom. And so I wanted to practice this and do this on myself. So this fall, we're visiting my in-laws in Nebraska, took the four-wheeler out in the cornfield, and I went through those five steps by myself. And I was just praying and saying, Holy Spirit, would you speak to me right now and tell me um, if there's anything in my life that's not supposed to be there? And is there any you know, demonic oppression? And, and there is isn't all of our lives, if we're being honest. And so as I went through the, the five steps of repenting, forgiving, renouncing, Uh, receiving and walking in the authority and then also the blessing part, Uh, the Lord whispered to me, just in my heart, that there was someone from high school that I had not forgiven. And there was just some guilt and shame and just just hurt I had on my end. And I needed to extend forgiveness to somebody else. I hadn't thought about this event or this person in honestly probably 10 years. Hmm. And and I went through it and it was incredible. I experienced so much forgiveness, uh, sorry, freedom. As I extended forgiveness.
1: Yeah, and even if you're unfamiliar with um, the Bible as a whole and how there, you know, we talk about forgiveness is all over the Bible, I' I'm, I'm sure a lot of you have heard the Lord's Prayer, and this might sound kind of familiar. We uh, forgive our debts, Lord, as we, Forgive our debtors. And so when we talk with our kids over that, whether we say the prayer over the table or Kirby's trying to memorize it, and um, we're talking about forgive our sins as we forgive, um, as you forgive those who sinned against you. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But the as we is a hint. They're mutual. You have to keep it theirs. Mm -hmm. Now, The reality is, though, some people aren't going to accept this teaching of Jesus and aren't going to want it. And that kind of leads into what you were thinking from the scripture reading today, Bob, regarding the aroma.
1: Right. Before before we get to the aroma, really quickly, like Clark was saying, some people won't accept. And so forgiveness is not forgetting. And forgiveness is not um, just an automatic equation for reconciliation either. Uh, We don't want you guys to walk away thinking, um, you know, that you need to be... Doing something or like the Bible doesn't actually say that clearly that, um, you know, you're going to be best friends right away. And so um, forgiveness is actually more between you and the Lord than you maybe in the other person. But yes, transitioning to what stuck out to me was Second Corinthians 2 kind of the bulk of it is 14 through 16 and then a little bit later on as well and it's it's talking about this interesting analogy about how christians are the aroma of christ and just kind of in this new covenant with jesus uh who we are to the world and so um again that's second corinthians chapter two uh verses 14 through 16 it sounds like this But thanks be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing." To the one, we are an aroma that brings death, and to the other, an aroma that brings life. And who is equal to such a task? And then this is verse 17. Unlike so many, we do not pedal the word of God for profit. On the contrary, in Christ, we speak before God with sincerity as those sent from God. And so there's a couple different things going on there, kind of word pictures that Paul's giving um, the Corinthians. But I want you just to think about the power of smell and really how your nose has this distinct ability to cause you to like or dislike things. Um, one of them that stuck out in my brain right away was Clark and I, um, our immediate family is actually back in Nebraska and Iowa and God has totally blessed us. We have great grandparents here and aunt, uncle, and some cousins. Um, and God has totally blessed us with kind of these adoptive grandparents and we call them G-Ma and G-Pa and shout out to you guys. I know you're listening. We love you, but, um, They started helping us years ago when Kirby was a baby and I was still working as a nurse and um, they would help take care of Kirby when Clark and I were both at work. And I always knew Kirby was well-loved just because of who they are. But then I really knew because I would go pick up Kirby and uh, she's just a little baby and I could smell Nancy and Warren's house and just their perfume, whatever they're wearing on Kirby. And And I knew... Um, that Kirby was so well loved that they'd probably just they probably just held her the whole time. And so yeah. Kirby smelled like them just because she was spending time with them and just because she was being cuddled up with them. And because Kirby had spent so much time just being close to Nancy and being loved by our I could literally smell Nancy's perfume on my little baby. I could could smell Nancy's aroma uh, on Kirby just because they had spent so much time together.
0: And if you think through, like Bobby said, there are things that are really um, probably um, bring you great joy and also smells that don't bring you great joy. Just the other day, I walked into my grandparents' house, Pastor Harold and Shirley, and there the smell of their house hit me, and I was transported yeah. back to like middle school Clark coming to California on vacation. My heart started pounding. I was super excited. I had so mm-hmm. much joy come up in my heart, and it, it was odd that it transported me back there mm-hmm. into so many good memories.
1: Yeah, and even like a lot of people talk about coffee, and you either love coffee or hate coffee. Um, but coffee is one of those things too. That there's just these distinct um, smells in our life that we attach to these like likes, likenesses, or 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 dislikes. And in this scripture passage in Second Corinthians, what's interesting is Paul's saying that we, um, as Christians, when we spend time with Christ, we begin to smell like christ we begin to have a life like christ we begin to look like ministers of the new covenant we begin to be um, christ-like in the world today and even though the scent doesn't change into non-christians or into um, the world our our scent or or Um, our lifestyle doesn't change, people are going to look at us and they're going to see the evidence of Christ in our life, uh, like walking in forgiveness, walking um, and repenting and not using unforgiveness. And they're going to see that and they're either going to want to join in and they're going to like the smell of Christ in our life, or they're going to be totally turned off from the smell of Christ in our life. And so what's beautiful about that is um, it's not up to us our call in this is just stay close to Jesus. Be who you are and stay close to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then Holy Spirit is going to come and he's going to work on people's hearts and he's going to invite you into conversations. And just by you being you, having spent time with the risen Lord, you are going to draw people in. And then the people that aren't drawn in, well, that's not up, that's not in your control because you're just staying close to Jesus. And you're just smelling like the aroma of Christ. And I want to even press into that just a little bit more in verse 17. I think that's why it's added here at the end is because this little part right here, unlike so many, we do not peddle the word of God for profit. On the contrary, in Christ, we speak before God with sincerity, as those sent before God. In other ways, I've heard this said that we don't live life from a watered down gospel so that means you don't need to conform who you are to the world at all you don't need to give people a lukewarm less satisfying taste of who you are in christ because they're just going to spit you out anyway and so in this why i think it hit so much home for me was that um it's not up to us. We we don't have the control, but but more than that, it's just about just stay close to God. Let mm-hmm. his scent rub off on you. And then as you're out just being you in the world, Christ is going to be the one that people are going to are going to see or they're going to smell.
0: That's right. And so hey, as we wrap up our time together today, think about what it means to be the aroma of Christ as that comes uh, naturally from spending time with him.
1: And how can walk, how you can walk in forgiveness.
0: Yeah. And who in your life do we need to extend forgiveness to? So praying for you as you pray for us, we dive into the word. God bless you. Enjoy the word, follow the Holy Spirit's leading and stay tuned for a podcast later this week. Thanks so much. God bless you guys. The Lord bless you and keep you. The
1: Lord make his face shine on you gracious to you, the Lord turn his
0: countenance towards you and give you his peace. Have a great day.